Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show, or you're watching it on YouTube at youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show, or you're watching it at Rumble. Just search Relentless Daring, look for the Tyler channel, the Tyler Morgan Show channel there, and let's see what else we got. Oh, we got the YouTube. Uh, all the regular shows on the, all the regular podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon Music. If you can listen to a podcast, you can probably listen to this show. Uh, again, if you are watching this on YouTube, please be sure to find that subscribe button down there somewhere. I don't know. Uh, hit it. Hit the bell. Get notifications every time new episode posts. Rumble, subscribe there. Listen to us on podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, review, share. All the same things I ask in the show, both a lot less detail. But first, before I get into this week's rapidly increasing insanity, let me tell you about the greatest thing in all the world coffee, not just any coffee, the one, the only American Pride Roasters, coffee that is made small batch. Roasted to order, ground to order, just for you. Uh, check it out there. They have so many great flavors. You know, you can get Brad's Brown Bag. You can get Ron's Sexual Chocolate. Chocolate with just a hint of raspberry. I hear it's very good. I'm not a flavored coffee guy. You'll find me drinking the regular old-fashioned coffees, like the Teddy Roosevelt. Or my personal favorite, and I will talk about it all the time, the Thomas Paine Age of Reason Remix, which is 100% amazing. Beautiful, well-roasted, robusta beans with, you know, more caffeine than the typical Arabica blend. Absolutely amazing. Tastes great. Puts a little lead in your pencil. Puts a little uh, hitch in your giddy-up. So many great flavors. Please check them out. Whenever you make your order at American Pride Roasters, as you go through your order, you will see the uh, special instructions in there. Say that you heard about from the Tyler Morgan Show. That way Dave knows you're paying attention to this. So please check it out. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. All right, so getting into this week's Random Acts of Insanity. Um... So much to deal with, so little time. Um, so if you're watching this, if you're a, a Patreon subscriber, I have put up, or I have recorded, I haven't uploaded it yet, a, a new extra shot. Uh, it will be available on Patreon some time in the near future. Talking about, you know, the, the all the crazy balloon happenings going on. And how... Uh, you just can't satirize the classic Nana hit 99 Luft Balloons. It is just craziness. Um, so getting into the nuttiness of it all, let's start with my wonderful, wonderful home state of Missouri. Yes, because Missouri is the home of anything stupid that you want to have. Oh, wait, no, that's Florida and Florida man. Well, it, it, it's Missouri and, well... Show me the stupid, I guess. So one of the big things that has been popping off for the last year is the whole grooming, the whole uh, transing the kids. 
And yeah. Um let me let me just come out and say that uh when it happens in your backyard, it it kind of hits a little bit closer to home. And uh this is happening at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Now, I'm have some mixed feelings on this because I have a nephew who he's he's a toddler. He's 18 months old, year and a half. And this is the same hospital that's treating his cancer. So, like I said, I respect St. Louis Children's because, you know, what they do for childhood cancer. However, when it comes to encouraging children who are having um, gender identity crisis, and, like I said, I, and, I, and I openly accept that, yeah, children have gender identity crises. Adults have, you know, gender identity crises. But it's when not just trying to, you know, work it out, see what's going on, see what's, you know, leading to these feelings of confusion. You're pushing an agenda. You're, you're, you're pushing for an outcome that you have already presupposed because that's the outcome that you want, not necessarily the child. So, turn and to get good reporting, you gotta apparently go outside the United States on this because this is Daily Mail. This is a British newspaper reporting. Doctors at St. Louis Transgender Clinic told teachers to affirm fifth graders. Uh, doctors from the now under investigation following bombshell whistle whistleblower claims, advised teachers to affirm an, an entire group of fifth graders emails have revealed. The Washington University Center at the St. Louis Children's Hospital was shamed last week by a whistleblower, a former employee who wrote a bombshell article describing the medically and morally appalling scenario at play. Her claim sparked two investigations, one by the AG's office, and another by off by the office center Josh Holly. Leave it to the British to misspell Holly as Howley. H O W L E Y instead of H A. Right now I'm not a fan of Josh Holly, but you know. What's he gonna do? I do appreciate the jab at by misspelling his name is like uh, George H. W. Bush referring to Saddam Hussein as Saddam. Now, DailyMail.com can reveal the clinic's emails to a concerned elementary school teacher from Parkway Schools, a district in the outskirts of St. Louis. The teacher contacted doctors in October 2021, seeking help when a group of fifth graders, girls aged 10 and 11, claimed they were all transgender. That's your first red flag when it's not onesies or twosies, it's the whole lot of them making the same claim. This is reading the email from blank at Parkway Schools to blank at blah, 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 blah. Hi, I hope you've been well. I wonder if I can ask you a quick question about a situation we're experiencing at one of our elementary schools. The short story is that one of the students in the fifth grade is coming out as trans. She has told several of her friends, and now several of them are also saying they are trans. It's not a social contagion. Don't let anyone tell you it's not a, that it is a social contagion because it's not. We don't want to discourage them if this is the case. But we're also suspecting there could be other reasons why they're doing this other than this is actually the case. Is this common? Are there resources for handling this type of situation? Again, we don't want to discourage kids if this is actually the case. But we also do not want to diminish the actual experience of trans folks. I hope this makes sense. Any resources you can point me Toward would be greatly appreciated. Also, I copied the counselor for the fifth grade students at this school. Thanks, blank, 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 Parkway Core Values, Integrity, Kindness, Perseverance, Respect, and Responsibility. 
So again, this is October 2021. And then there's the response. I'm glad you reached out, and I'm happy to provide some guidance. I may get a little long-winded in this email, so I apologize for that. As this particular topic has become very conversation-generating, to be diplomatic. Depending on who you ask, this is common, but also in varied ways. There are schools of thought that have documented, in quotations, this as an issue of significance in that standard that a student coming out as transgender becomes a contagion. Again, in, in quotations. This language isn't affirming, and the few and the few studies on phenomena are, in my personal and professional opinion, invalid. That's because you want a certain outcome, you silly twat. <laughs> Pardon me. The other end of the spectrum is that this is normal, and that when one person realizes who they are and they share it, others realize, ah, they are similar. Oh, my God. You're just like you're going through stuff like I am. Oh, I'm so, you give me strength. I believe there's middle ground where we allow for some nuance. For younger folks and some adults, too, it is easy to latch on to a new concept or idea or make it yours and make it yours. This happens in some areas as adults. Fad diets, workout types, multi-level marketing plans, product loyalty, blah, 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 etc., etc., and so on and so forth. So, it is not abnormal for a young person either. I have seen this happen with mental health diagnoses as well. You have ADHD? Me too! However, it may still be a valid experience. And for some, it may be genuine exploration of gender. I will try to find some resources for you after filtering through resources that may invalidate transgender folks. So, in other words, I'm going to go through it and make sure that it's not invalidating and that it is 100% affirming their new identities because we can't hurt kids' feelings. It's like taking every tomboy and saying, Congratulations, Jenny. Now you're James. Congratulations, Anna. Now you're Aaron. Yay! In general, I'd recommend as much support and discussion as possible around their gender exploration. That was a little wordy. Let me know what follow-up questions you may have. Uh, Kim is saying in the chat, it reminds her of the fad where a group of teenage girls who wanted to get pregnant at the same time. Ah, yes. That was an amazing, amazing pregnancy pact from Gloucester, Massachusetts. The fishing town where all the 16-year-olds were trying to get knocked up at once. But, again, these things are not social contagions at all. These things are not anything to be wor- to worry about. That Oh, it's just people glomming on because they can. One student, one or two students in a relatively large school district coming out as trans is... I'm not going to say that's unheard of. I'm not going to say that it's um, necessarily the result of anything going on with within the school district. That can be expected. Because lots of children are going to experience a lot of different presentations of a lot of different things. Now, I still hold to the idea that the, that transgenderism is a form of body dysmorphia. I have feelings that don't match my body. Therefore, I'm going to make my body match my feelings. It's the same, you know, the same kind of body dysmorphia that fuels anorexia or bulimia. I feel, I feel like I'm fat, so I'm not going to eat until I get as skinny as I feel. Or I'm going to binge and purge until I'm at that desired weight or to stay at this desired weight. You even go into the extremes of someone survives a traumatic event. They severely injured an arm, a leg, what have you. And suddenly in their mind, 
I should have lost my arm or my leg in this tragic event. And so they get these, you know, you know, phantom muscle issues and other stuff going on in, in the limb that they say they should have lost. And so now they have the mental disorder, the delusion that I should have lost this arm. And here's the thing. When a patient says, hey, doc, I should have lost this leg in this accident. There's no way I should have it right now. You need to remove it. Even if it wasn't even a severe injury, it's just, you know, I got in a car accident and, you know, I got my leg broke. It wasn't bad. I was in a cast for six weeks and I'm back normal, but I should have lost the leg in the accident. I fell off a tree and I landed wrong. I broke my arm. I really should have, but really I crushed my arm, even though it was just a simple break, nothing crazy. I, I crushed the arm and blah, blah. There's all these people who, you know, say I should have lost it. And they, they build up this fantasy in their brain that they should have lost the limb. Those people we seek treatment for, we don't radically start chopping off body parts. Now, when you have one girl who comes out as trans, and you, you rarely see this with boys. You never see boys glomming on. So that leads to a couple of theories, such as, you know, they're doing it for, you know, to get into the girls' areas. Now, I'm not saying a perverted boy would do that, where they could put themselves into position to possibly, I don't know, sexually assault or ogle the girls. You know, like that kid in Virginia in Loudoun County did. Oh, and then he was protected and moved from the school he was at, where he attacked a girl, to another school where he attacked another girl. But, you know, Kim points out that we don't affirm people who say that they are other people like George Washington or Joan of Arc. Tis very true. If you are living in the year 2023 and you think that you are St. George and you are out to rid the world of all the dragons, we need to have a conversation, possibly about medications. Because you're not right. But the fact of the matter is, the, the whole idea that you know, when the teachers are reaching out and saying, hey, this doesn't seem right. And the doctors who you think would know about it because, well, they work in the transgender clinic. Now, it's their area of expertise. Maybe they have seen girls who are going through this process and go, oh, no, wait, never mind. I, I'm kind of kind of a little, little out of it right now. So maybe I'm maybe my mind's not in the right place. It's amazing. They never have these conversations. They don't know how to broach these conversations because they aren't wanting to have them. They have, a predetermined goal. Anyone who comes into their clinic and says, I'm a boy, but I should be a girl. I'm a girl, but I should be a boy. I'm a normal human. I should be a pansexual trans lizard person from Canada. I don't know. They, they have these preset ideas that everyone who comes to them has 100% devoted what the rest of their life is going to be. And we need to make them better because that's our job to make them better. Well, no. Your first job should be to assess and evaluate. You know, 100% neutral. If your idea is that the minute they walk through the door, they are 100% going through this and it is legitimate. 
and they need the affirming care to prevent them from committing suicide, you know what? What they need to com- to prevent from committing suicide, to stop them from committing suicide, is not drugs. It is not hormones. It is a therapist. Someone whose sole job is to look at the patient, not as, you know, I'm pushing my agenda. My agenda is good. Not as someone who's like, I can make lots of money off this person. No. Look at them for who they are. A human being. Learn about them. Talk to them. See what is going on. Because I guarantee you, in 90% of these cases of childhood transgender identity swapping these are kids whether they are boy or girl they have experienced some sort of trauma or they just have a mental health issue that needs to be treated not by affirming their new identity, not by loading them up on drugs and puberty blockers and giving them meatball surgery. They need to be talked to. They need to be listened to. They need to be taken seriously. But they also need to be challenged. If at the end of X number of weeks of going, seeing a therapist and the therapist says, okay, these seem to be fully legitimate feelings. There's nothing underlying that I can detect through interviews and screening and all of these questionnaires. Okay. Then let's talk about it. But when a teacher sees something that is an aberration, Again, one student comes out, five or six more within a day or two, who are all floating around that social circle with the first child. That is not, oh, you're so stunning and brave and you give me hope and you make, you know, you made me realize who I am. No, that is the epitome of social contagion. If you don't believe social contagions are true, uh, this is a a story I heard the other day that blew my mind. Apparently during, during lockdowns, there was a massive outbreak of teenagers having Tourette-like symptoms, tics. Uh, They actually had a name, TikTok tics. The reason this is, is because Whatever algorithm monsters rule in TikTok world, they they got these kids in an, in an algorithm to where they kept seeing videos of people with Tourette's. And they kept watching, watching. Next thing you know, they have tics. They didn't immediately get put on diazepam or other muscle relaxers or... Torrid, or not Toradol, Toradol is anti-inflammatory, or whatever, you know, anti-seizure medicines that might be applied for treating Tourette's to keep the muscle tics in control. They say, okay, lose the phone. And with a, within a few weeks, all of these hundreds of kids with the TikTok tics they stopped having Tourette-like symptoms. With the, they, they, they weren't having the tics. Again, you don't believe that transgenderism can be social contagion? We see the 
as the uh, as the doctor said in her email back to that teacher. We see social contagion stuff all the time. You know, the the multi-level marketing stuff. You know, hey, I sell for Avon and I get you know, I get this discount and I make this much money, blah 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 blah. You should also sell Avon. And then when you get people under you, and then it just creates I'm not going to call it a pyramid scheme because, you know, they get kind of upset when you call them a pyramid scheme. But it goes on and on. The CrossFit people. Oh, my God. Have you met CrossFit people? They're always trying to get CrossFit people. CrossFit people are always trying to get more people to join their cult. I do their workout plan. Hey, don't get me wrong. I think CrossFit's a great workout, but I'm not going to be like, oh, man, CrossFit, you should come CrossFit with me, bro. We're getting all the wads going on. We're going to get this wad, that wad. We're gonna, it's going to break you down. It's going to build you up. I, I I don't get into that. It's like, yeah, I'm, I, I'll, I'll do some cardio and I'll throw some weights around. It'll be fun, but I'm not that big into it. The fad diets, you I hear a lot of people making fun of the gluten-free because, yeah, celiac is a relatively new uh, autoimmune issue. It's probably relatively new because for a very long time, I've got a spastic colon. I don't know what causes it, but I do the best I can. You know, and then we realize that did studies and oh my goodness, for some reason gluten causes an auto an autoimmune response within the gut that prevents the you know your small and large intestines from absorbing anything, and then it does horrible things to your body. Kim says CrossFit people sound like a bunch of Hulk Hogan's. Um, some of them do. They they they've got all that adrenaline and all that going through them. It's like, no, I want to lift those up around. Crazy. But no, but, and so, like, my wife has celiac. Believe me, when she decided that she was going to go gluten-free, she wasn't hanging around with a bunch of people saying, oh, my God, you should stop eating all the bread because bread makes you fat. No. She has a legitimate health reason to be away from gluten. Whereas, you know, you see, do you see people who are gluten free for the, oh my God, bread's so bad for you. Just gotta get off the bread. Like, it's so bad. So, yeah, social contagions are real. You know, and the story just kind of goes on and on. Um, basically reiterating the the traffic in the email. Teacher replied to the doctor, thanking for their advice and asking for additional resources. Um, pardon me. I'm glad it was helpful. I spoke to Dr. Garwood, our adolescent medicine specialist, and she wanted me to add just one thing, and I will expand a little further. In general, kids explore parts of their identity in different ways, dress, hair, likes, interests, sexuality, and gender. All of these are true. You see kids one year that they're the girl with the long hair, the next year they're the girl with the short hair. Next, or in boys, you'll see them go, go from having relatively short hair to the, you know, suddenly they've got the uh, surfer, surfer beach bum thing going on. Kim is amazed. I go from Hulk Hogan to Valley girl at the drop of a hat. Is this really hard to do a conversation back and forth between the Hulkster and the Valley girl? Because the vocal cords are a little raspy. Yeah, we do see this in kids. Yo, they, they go from wanting to be the preppy kid to wanting to be the emo kid. They go from wanting to be the emo kid to being the skater boy. They go from being the skater boy to being this. Yeah, kids do it. 
that that's an that's an irrefutable thing about kids. I've watched my kids all go through all of their phases. You know, I've got you know four at home, one who's moved out, and you know anyone who has kids sees it. For some, this is a temporary state, and for some, it is a longer path to something else. That's okay. The best we can do is affirm, validate, and allow for the exploration. If in a few weeks or months the student wants to be their, wants to go by their legal name and pronouns that match their sex assignment at birth, no harm was really done in affirming them before. No, that is not true, because you're feeding into a lie. That is why therapy is needed. Whenever you just go around, affirm, 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 it builds on their ego. It builds into how they see themselves. When you start affirming the lie, you are further confusing them because you're driving a wedge between whatever image it is they have that they have to work themselves through from from who they are, who they are deep down at heart. This is the reason why you just don't blindly start throwing drugs in. Okay, well, if you want to be Janie, Janie from now on, we are going to call you Janie, and uh, you know, I've got a really nice dress. I think you'll like it home. I think it'll look really good on you. We, we don't, we can't do that. Uh, the Bible says to work out your own salvation. That means, for a lot of people, they, they apply that to works towards salvation. But you can't work your way to salvation. That's neither here nor there. But what it really comes down to is you have to figure out who are you? Who are you in relation to the people around you? Who are you in relation to God? What is it about me that I need to repent for? What is it about me that needs atonement? After I turn to him, how can I be a better person to make sure that I keep facing him? That's what working out your salvation is. This work this needs to be worked out, not in the sense of just throw drugs and dresses at it and hope it wins. Or in and hope that, you know, yeah, if, if you know, if it's just a phase, it'll, it'll burn itself out. No. These children, they need to be able to have a place and a person who is an unbiased non-agenda-driven person to listen. Someone who can bounce ideas off of them, challenge feelings, challenge ideas. You know, use this thing called the Socratic method to challenge them so that they, do they really feel this way? What's going on at home? What's going on with your friends' lives? That is what they need. They do not need their teachers and all of their friends to just, oh, well, we're just going to, it's just a social transition. And so until they decide otherwise, we're going to go with the, we're going to go with the made up name and the made up pronouns and Zay, Zim, Zer. They're just, they're just going to live their best life because well, now, now they say they're a non-binary trans girl, which that's why the whole idea of transgender is stupid. There is no transgender. You either have a twig and berries, meaning a boy, or you've got, you know, there's really not a whole lot I can say about the uh, the feminine parts that's just not, you know, PG-13. You either got the goods or you don't got the goods, and that's what defines what you are physically. Just because your brain says something else, <clears throat> Pardon me. It's because your brain says something else. Does not make it so.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This week, I remember to hit the uh, unmute button before I started talking. Hey! So, so I've got two other stories. I really think they kind of go hand in hand because as one of my friends on the Twitters pointed out via his shirt from Mojo Five O, no, I am not pimping Mojo Five O. That's where he bought the shirt from. Um... Your government hates you. There is no clearer uh, demonstration of that than what has happened with uh, the train derailment and the response in uh, East Palestine, Ohio. I had to double check. I was going to say it right. It was East Palestine. I'm always people... I'm, I'm from a town. I grew up in a town called Lebanon. A lot of people like to say, "Ah, you're from Lebanon." No, I am not from a small Middle Eastern country. I am from Missouri. It is Lebanon. But anywho's, I said, you, you look at what's going on. Your government hates you. Your government does not care about you. The only time your government cares about you is, A, did you break a law? B, did you pay your taxes? Or C, are you willing to die for your country? And that last one, uh, look at all the stories of uh, seniors who have died waiting for care at VA hospitals around the country over the last 15 years. It's insane. They they do not care. But you you look at East Palestine, you know, massive train derailment. Well, it's not even really a massive train derailment. It was is five cars that derailed. And those five cars were carrying uh vinyl chloride. Which, you know, it goes into building PVC, polyvinyl chloride pipes. It goes into, you know, toys. It goes into air mattresses for your swimming pool. It has a lot of industrial uses that we see on a daily basis. So, it's also flammable. So, when the train derailed, one of these cars caught on fire but no one really seemed to know what was in all the cars so what what do they do now we're gonna dig a trench uh, along the cars and so we don't have a massive eruption we're going to uh what we're going to do is we're going to pop the valves we're going to drain uh drain into the trench and we're going to set a fire Okay, we're going to do a controlled burn of a noxious chemical. Who One of the byproducts of setting on fire is a gas called phosgene. For those of you who are not World War I historians, oh, pardon me, phosgene was one of the chemical weapons used in World War I. 
It is incredibly lethal. It is caustic. It does horrible damage to your lungs, to your skin, to your eyes, basically any mucous membrane it gets into. And they set one of the chemical precursors that causes the release of phosgene on fire. There's also um, hydrogen chloride, which is a not another very noxious gas that is very dangerous. And there's a couple others that were side effects. You know, released a 3,000 foot tall plume of black smoke into the air. You know, Mike DeWine evacuates the community and five days later, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all good now. You can go back. Really, Mikey? Really, we can go back? Well, we, we have testers there, and the testers say it's all good. Okay, who's paying for the testers? Because I know one of, the, one of the groups that's testing is pretty much owned by Norfolk Southern. If you want them to test on your property or in your home, you have to indemnify them. That way, if they damage something while they're there, that you can't sue them. Well, they knew I was going to be traipsing around the basement looking for looking for signs of phosgene gas, and I just happened to smash the $5,000 vase that was hanging out down there. It's ridiculous. Kim asked, do the people who made the decision to do a controlled burn, were they educated with Common Core? I know one thing. They were not educated with common sense. The whole idea that, well, we already had this one car burning, and so we don't want to risk a massive explosion if the other cars go off. I mean, that could have been prevented. I mean, yeah, it sucks having to pay for that many hazmat qualified firefighters to get there and to find a way to uh, get the thing under control. If, if not put out, at least get under control. But they didn't do that. Now, the EPA, again, the EPA is saying, oh, there's there's not a whole lot of problems here. And FEMA has been very reticent to step in and do a whole lot because, well, uh, we're commonly, we're more commonly associated with floods and tornadoes and hurricanes. Like, it's like part of the, uh, you can go to the FEMA website and you look at what causes FEMA to get sent in to provide aid and support for communities like this. And guess what? Even though there is not a large amount of damage to uh, infrastructure and private property, public property, there is still toxic chemicals showing up in tests miles downstream and, down, and downwind. This is a this chemical disaster is going to be an ecologic disaster for decades. I, mean, I mean, if you look at the Love Canal, oh my God, Love Canal to this day is. I don't know if it's still making people sick, but there's still a lot of people who have been severely affected by the Love Canal situation. And that's probably one of the few, you know, U.S. chemical incidents that will top East Palestine. And on top of just what's going on there, FEMA doesn't want to come provide it. Although, as of yesterday, the 17th of February, FEMA did say they will send a representative to, I guess, observe and make a decision. And there's a lot to be said about well, what caused the train to derail. Um, 
it's looking like it was a, a, a bearing overheating that I guess the one of the wheels either locked up or sheared, and that's what caused caused the derailment to happen. I really don't know. Uh, NTSB should have those answers in a couple weeks. I hope they've got their hazmat suits on for going around the train tracks to look for evidence. And people are brightly, you know, putting the blame on Norfolk Southern because I think they're a business. They're in the business to make money. And they have a fiduciary responsibility to their investors to make money. So when they were able to weasel out of a half billion dollar investment in putting electric brakes that will respond faster and with more force on, uh, maybe not necessarily more force, but you're able to do dynamic braking a lot better based on the weight of the car. You're able to do that, you know, on these train tracks with electric brakes where the air brakes are either they're on or they're off. But, you know, Norfolk Southern avoided making that $500 billion or that $500 million investment. There we go. I feel like Joe Biden get my billions, millions, trillions, gazillions all messed up. Yeah, it was a $500 million investment for their entire fleet of hazardous chemical cars to get the brake upgrades. Mean, But they, they couldn't afford that with their um, $10 billion in profits last year alone. I bet, uh, I bet BlackRock and Vanguard and Warren Buffett are really enjoying how much money they've made off Norfolk Southern last year. But, you know, they have, you know, politicians who gut regulations, politicians who, oh, we're going to reinstate this, and they never do. There's a lot there that really led to kind of why this was able to happen. You know, i seen some video this week of, these are train tracks in Ohio. And you look down the train tracks, and they're all left and right and up and down because, you know, the rail bed is settling. I get it. Railway maintenance is expensive, but it needs to happen. Now, when they do rail maintenance and they destroy a road and, Next thing you know, you're driving through town and you're going dukes of hazard over the railroad tracks because they can fix railroad tracks and they can't lay asphalt. That's yeah, a bit of a problem. But this whole idea that the EPA is going to, you know, come out and say, oh, the air is fine. Um, dude, after 9-11, the EPA came out and said the air is fine. And... How many cops and firefighters are currently sick with cancer or some other ailment as a result of their claim that the air over New York City was good? As far as going back on the whole theme of your government hates you, let's talk Nord Stream. Now, don't get me wrong. Seymour, Seymour Hirsch has been kind of hit or miss on his reporting over the years. Yes, he got the he got the uh, My Lai Massacre story right. He has been wildly off on many other stories, typically going going after Americans, you know, ah, the American American government's bad, soldiers are bad. You know, corporations, ah, corporations are bad. But, you know, some of it has been, you know, inaccurate. But, you know, everyone still leans heavily on him because of uh, his history with the uh, the My Life Massacre. He had his story come out a couple weeks ago. Weeks ago this is the first time I'm really getting to it on this show about 
the uh, about the Nord Stream, and it was America who blew it up. It's like, well, that's an interesting theory, and he does make some really good points about, well, the Navy was doing operations in the area a few weeks prior, so during that time, you know, this is where it gets into conspiracy theory. Here's one of the conspiracy theories going around is that um, we had a Navy SEALs who were uh, working off the books. They dove down and planned a charge on the pipeline. It had a it had a had a time fuse on it to allow them to be out of the out of the area for several days before it went off. Okay, it's a little crazy. And then you add in some of the timing that went on beforehand. Now keep in mind, it was around this time last year in a I had an episode that, that was discussing the war footing that we were building ourselves up on before Russia invaded Ukraine. Just kind of odd. Just saying. The timing seems a little bit more than coincidental. So, with what we know about how much our government just loves to wag the dog to cover stuff up, is it not possible that we actually did Nord Stream as Hearst suggests? And there's another story here I was not able to get printed because for some reason it wants me to do the whole Uh, if I can find the right thing on my phone. Do, 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 do. This is riveting radio. So this is from Responsible Statecraft. Not prop, non-profit. And it's a really long article about Seymour Hersh's story. And how the media won't cover it. I think there definitely needs to be a lot more looking into it. Now, in this article, I, I perused it, you know, and actually had it in had it ready to go for show prep. That, yeah, you know, there's starting to be some more uh, sources coming out and backing up the reporting. Now. Are they people who are loosely associated? They can be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He's, they've met him once. They've seen him across the room. He was, on, he was on TV. I know who he is. And making stuff up? I, I don't know. I can't say that for sure. But, you know, with all the Chinese, well, the one Chinese balloon, the one... uh. Apparently is a NOAA balloon, a private company balloon, and a balloon hobbyist balloon that we've shot down. I mean, we are living out the the song 99 Red Balloons as we speak. So, you know, we're, like I said, we've been building a war footing. Uh, you've got the turtle. Uh, Mitch McConnell coming out and saying, oh, America needs to be able to give as much money to Ukraine as it needs to, to uh, ship cocaine in shipping containers and launder the money. And uh, uh, basically everything that every Republican has been saying for the last year, you know, who aren't absolute hawks, I mean, to McConnell's credit, he kind of kept silent on that one, so no one would really know his stance. But still holding on to the, well, we need to back Ukraine no matter what. We, we will back Ukraine root and branch, root and branch. We will allow them to fight the Russians 
I'm going into a, sorry to go into a little Bill Clinton there. I did not pull that woman up by her boot heels, boot, root and branch. I did not do it. Did not. Now I have to go back to do America's work. But yeah, McConnell is coming out and we have to throw all, over, all this money into Ukraine. It's just like, no, we don't. They're not a U.S. territory. They're not a member of NATO. You know, so they don't have Article 5 protections where they got invaded, so we have to go fight them, go fight their invaders. So the, this, this whole thing, it, it, like I said, it feels a lot like things are about to go sideways and end up in World War III. Because there's only a handful of countries that could have done to the Nord Stream pipeline what was done to it. And unfortunately, one of those countries that has the capabilities is our own. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Again, thank you so very much for tuning in live. If you were watching the show live, if you're watching on YouTube, remember, please hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. We get notifications. Please comment. Engagement helps get more people engaging with the show, please. Over on Rumble, again, hit the subscribe button. Do the, you know, if they have a bell, I really don't pay attention over there. If they have a bell, hit it so you get notifications. If you are a podcast listener or you are a new podcast listener, I briefly touched on this beginning of the show. Please do those four things I ask every week. Please subscribe. Please rate it. Five stars, all except four. Three and below, we need to have a talk. Once you have rated it, please write a review. Don't go crazy. Don't write this polemic about how great the show is, although it would be great for my ego. And my ego would thank you greatly. Um, Just say a few nice things about it. Fluff it a little. Don't get carried away. If you don't like the show, why even bother? Uh, Remember, you can also be that guy who called me a wannabe Alex Jones. Best review I ever had. Once you have rated, reviewed, subscribed, all that happy goodness, please send this episode to someone who you think will like it. Again, it could be the podcast. It could be the YouTube link, the Rumble link, whatever. Send it to someone who you think will like it. Send it to someone who you think will hate it. And just just rest assured that I take pride in annoying one of your friends on your behalf. Again, thank you so very much for listening. Please be sure to support the show. Uh, you know, I have the uh, link for uh, coffee in the app. You can go to RelentlessDaring.com. There you can hit the shop button. Go buy some merch. Or maybe you just want to do a cash donation. You know, down at the bottom of the page, you'll see a PayPal. And again, the coffee link, you can do those one-time or recurring payments. Either or, it's up to you. I'm not going to twist your arm into giving me money. Send me your money. Um, Again, everything that I get in from you all, if you also want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash slash Tyler Morgan Show and uh, subscribe there. $5 minimum to get in. That gets you all the uh, the advertisement-free podcast. It gets you early access to interviews. Gets you, you know, all the good stuff. You know, what little good stuff I have there. Oh, you also get the extra shots. Again, I recorded one concerning the old 99 Luft balloons from Nana, like almost 40 years ago. She was right on the money. Again, thank you so very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching, either or. God bless you. Thank you very much. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. 
All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1 7. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.